Hello everyone, and welcome back to another chapter of Keeper of the Lost Cities. Uh, today we're going to be reading chapter 41, I believe. Yeah, 41. Uh, 41's not that long, it's 4, 5, 6, it's 6 pages. So, today's going to be a short one. But yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Here we go, chapter 41. Sophie wasn't sure if she uh, was relieved or disappointed when she didn't find a note in her locker on Monday. She'd spent the entire weekend attempting to trigger hidden memories, but hadn't found anything. And she was trying not to feel frustrated. She studied in the caves, partly to avoid grading Adeline, but mostly because the walls of Havenfield pressed in like there wasn't enough room for her anymore. Grading and Adeline left her alone as long as she came back by dark. Nights were the hardest. She imprisoned herself in her room, sorting out the things she would take whenever it came time to move. Other than Iggy, she was determined to leave everything Graydon alone had given her. She didn't want any reminders of the people who'd kicked her out of her family. Of their family. But... She decided to tell her friends about it. The thought of everyone's pity made her feel as, as if an angry imp were tearing around inside her body. But it was time. Dex barely looked at, at her as she opened, as he opened his locker, and his whole body radiated with tension. She cleared it though. Hey, Dex. He didn't turn, keeping one very cold shoulder pointed in her direction. I'm sorry. I, I don't blame you for being mad. I know I've been a little been a little distant lately. He reeled around, his face twisted with so much anger she barely recognized him. You weren't distant with Fitz and Viana on Friday. I saw you hugging them in the hall. Dex, I she hadn't realized anyone was around. Why would you tell them before me? I thought we were best friends. We are. Then why did you go home with them after you turned me down? <clears throat> I was going there anyways, and I didn't tell them they already knew. She took a deep breath, preparing for the next words. Gideon and Lynn canceled my adoption. Oh, he stared at his feet. Are you okay? She choked back a small sob. The words hurt even more to say out loud. Not really, she admitted, but that's what Fitz and Bianca knew before you. Alden told them when, uh, when he asked how they would feel about me living with them. What? His voice was so loud, half of the prodigies in the auditorium turned to stare. You're going to live with them? She leaned closer so he would keep his voice down. The council still has to approve it, but I hope so. You hope so? He slammed his locker closed. Well, that's just great. You'll be a vacker. He said their last name like it was a bad word. So? So, vacas aren't... Hey, I'm reading. Bye. Love you, Mom. Um, so Vackers aren't friends with Disney's? It, I would be, and Fitz and Viana would be too, if you made some effort with them. Right, he kicked the ground. I don't get why you want to live there anyway. For one thing, there aren't exactly people lined up to adopt me. She cleared the, the bitterness from her voice before saying anything else. Besides, they're my friends. 
Dex, I keep waiting for you to get over this. Prejudice. Prejudice against them. But it's still like you want to hate them. I don't trust them. Well, I do. Yeah, because you have a mega crush on Fitch. I do not. Blood rushed her face as he'd, he'd said it so loud. Everyone giggled. Dex snorted. Whatever. It's the truth. And why are you being such a jerk? I tell you my guardians are kicking me out. And you keep, and you pick a fight with me? And humiliate me in front of everyone? Maybe if you'd talk to me first, instead of running to Wonder Boy, I, I could have helped. But I guess I should get used to that. Once you're living there, you'll ditch me anyways. Right. Now I kind of want to. Good. Good. Uh, they both said good. Sorry, that might have been a little confusing. Good. And then good. Dex kicked the wall and stomped away. Sophie leaned against her locker, trying to figure out what to feel. Hurt? Regret? And anger? Warned, warred with each other. But anger won. She was in the middle of the biggest crisis of her life. And all Dex could think about was this silly competition with bits. It made her want to throw something hard it, at his head. Instead, she grabbed the illegal necklace from a back of her locker, from the back of her locker, shoved it in her bag, and stomped to the to elementalism. Excuse me. Dex avoided her like the plague for the rest of the day, which was fine. She wasn't talking to him until they got a until she got a very sincere apology, maybe with a little begging and a present. She planned to stop by Everglade to drop off the necklace, but Bianca told her Alden and Della were in Eternalia all day meeting with the council. So she went back to the cave at Havenfield and, tr and tried to trigger more memories until sunset. Once again, she found nothing. She was up in her room transmitting commands to Iggy, her new very successful method of training, of training him. When Grady knocked on the, her door, Sophie, he called. Can you hear me? Yes, it was the first word she'd spoken to him since their talk. He cracked the door enough to slip his head through, looking more uncomfortable than she felt. Sorry to interrupt. A package arrived for you. He held a small a parcel wrapped in brown paper. When she didn't move, he, he set it on the floor. I guess I'll leave it here. Um, good night. It was easy to hate Grady for what he was doing, but it was also hard. She really did love Grady and Eileen, and she thought they loved her. Her eyes blurred with tears as she tore, f tore off the brown paper, unwrapping a silver orb, a silver orb in a note. You must help them, followed by three names, Connor, Kate, and Natalie Friedman. Hey, I like Freddie Friedman, the baseball player. Sorry. Her hands shook as the silver orb came alive at her touch, the words spyball glowing across the center. She'd never seen one before, but she'd heard kids talk about them. They could show you anyone, anytime, anywhere in the world. My bad. I thought it would be like a bum 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 thing, but it wasn't. They could show you anyone, anytime, anywhere in the world. You had to apply a special permit to have one, and she had no doubt who'd sent her this one. 
Still, she couldn't resist whispering, show me Connor, Kate, and Natalie Friedman. Light flashed as a uh, spy ball displayed three people huddled together. The rest of the world disappeared. Her mom's hair was longer, and her dad looked a little thinner, and Amy looked older, but it was definitely her family. Three echoes of a life where she had thought she didn't belong, but they had loved her, which was more than she had here. She wanted to reach through the orb and touch them, but she had to settle for watching as they huddled on the floor of a crowded room. Why were they on the floor? Her eyes found the words evacuee center and she nearly dropped the ball. They had been evacuated, which meant the fires were near them. You must help them. The notes words rang in her ears as she tried to shake them away. She tried to remind herself she was being manipulated, but she couldn't take her eyes off the three people she'd once loved more than anything. The three people she still loved. Looking tired and afraid as it as a she still loved. Looking tired and afraid as a deadly, unquenchable fire threatened them. You must help them. Something inside her clicked into place. Her family never would have abandoned her. She couldn't abandon them. She didn't know how and she didn't know when, but she would help them. For now, she would stay with them as a silent supporter, watching them from afar. That is the end of chapter 41. Uh... I hope you guys enjoy, and I'm happy to be reading this again for you guys. Um, I wish you good night, or good morning, or whatever time it is for you, and see you next time. Bye!